Well, hello, hello, everybody. You know what this is. This is episode number 181 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas, a.k.a. King Bastard. That's right. So how you doing? Is everything great? Of course it's great. You know why? Because I said it's great, damn it. And what I say goes. Now, folks, before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to my pod bros, Brian and Tony at the Salty Language Podcast. Not just because I like them and not just because I listen to their show, but because the best show they've ever done in their history is about to air probably on Thursday. How do I know? Because I was on the show, damn it. We recorded Friday. It was a couple of hours of awesomeness because they're cool and they're, it was a great show. Mostly because of me, not because of those two chumps. <laughs> um, I mean, those guys were great, too. <laughs> but mostly me. <laughs> I didn't even want to do the show, but those sick bastards, they threatened me. I wasn't even going to do the damn show. I said, okay, I'll come on for a couple of minutes. And then one of those sick, I'm not even going to tell you which one. It rhymes with Ryan. That sick bastard goes, you wouldn't want anything to happen to your Toyota Camry. I said, how did you know I have a Toyota Camry? And then Tony chimes in, yeah, man, it's green, isn't it? And I said, hey, 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 you know I have a Toyota Camry and you know it's green. How did you know? And they said, because we want to make sure your punk ass shows up. We wouldn't want anything bad to happen to the mighty Toyota Camry. And I said, don't you ever threaten the mighty Toyota Camry. And they said, oh, we'll threaten the Toyota Camry ass face. Because you're going to do our show and you're going to do the whole show. I said, I will not do the whole show. And they said, oh, yes, you will, punk. You'll do the show and you'll like it. And you better be funny. And I said, I don't want to be. They said, oh, no, 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 no. Like I said, it would be a shame if you were to come outside and all of a sudden all four of the mighty Toyota Camry's tires were slashed. And I said, the Salty Language Podcast is hosted by two sick bastards. And they said, you don't even know how sick. The last person who decided not to do our podcast, how can we put it? And they started laughing sinisterly. And I said, what is with the sinister laugh? And they said, <laughs> now we'll tell you. Because that person also had a Toyota Camry. And we strapped him to a tree and we made him watch as we took the hood off of his car. And gave it to some guy who sells metal. And then we smacked the crap out of him and took the trunk off and gave it to somebody. And then we slashed the tires right in front of him. And we made a videotape of it. We put it online and let people watch to make an example out of the bastard for not coming on our show, the Salty Language Podcast. And I said, I'll be there because you people scare me. <sighs> okay, actually, none of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just did the show because I, I like those two dudes and it was it was it was a fun time. Yeah, it was about uh, it was probably a couple hours or so and it, it, it just kind of sailed by because it was fun talking to them. And I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed being on the program and I would recommend that you actually go listen to the show anyway, because it's a good show. Uh, but more importantly than anything, listen twice as much to the one that I'm on because <laughs> that one is incredible. Brian, Tony. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed being on your show. It's called the Salty Language Podcast. Go check it out. But like I said, when I'm on, probably Thursday, check it out even more, damn it. So, guys, are you ready for episode number 181 of this podcast? Of course you are. 
And you know what that means, don't you? We need to roll that theme song now. Go! All right, folks, let me ask, let me, let's do a little thought experiment here. Now, everybody, you know, sometimes when you hear people talk about relationships, they'll say dumb crap like, well, our relationship is 50 50. <laughs> yes, it's a 50 50 relationship, but we split everything right down the middle. We get here, here. No, if you believe the relationships are 50 50, you know what that means? It means both of you have an IQ of 50 because you're both dopes. No such thing. But the funny thing about it is you don't really know how much somebody loves you. You just go by what the way they treat you and what they say. And that could all be faked. You see people in movies all the time licking each other up and jumping on top of each other. And then you think, well, what a fantastic romantic movie. And then you read something online five years later and you realize that those two people wanted to were trying to shoot each other with bow and arrows when the cameras weren't rolling they hated each other's guts but on the screen they looked like they loved each other on the screen he's looking at her like man i need to be with her and she's looking at he's the greatest thing in the world and then the guy the director goes cut and he's like you ugly bitch i hate your guts and she's like yeah you piece of shit die rolling you're the world in the cosmos no you are the world in the cosmos Uh Mm -hmm. cut you stinking trollop, you piece of shit. That's what's going on. So you don't know who loves anybody, you bastards. You don't know. But you never know what technology can do, too. You know, everything in your brain is just just chemicals and electric electrical responses. And Imagine if there was a way to actually measure love like it was an actual, like it had mass. Or there was a way to measure where you could be pretty sure it was accurate the same way we measure we can tell what's in a person's dna we could measure love you could put your finger in one of those finger scanners and you could they would show you a picture of somebody and in the score from zero to 100 would show up and all of a sudden you know how much you love somebody that sounds like a good idea but maybe it's not a good idea maybe it wouldn't work because i'm telling you right now everybody there are people in your life right now could be your spouse could be your parents could be your kids could be your friends could be just any number of relatives or people around you where if somebody would walk up to you and say do you love so and so your response would be yes yes i do and the only reason you're saying that is because the person is related to your punk ass you don't feel love for that bastard you just don't know you don't feel love for him because society says you love your parents your society says to you you love your kids you love your spouse you love your friends but you may not actually love the bastard and if that computer program that computer technology ever existed oh would it be good to find out who you actually love but someone like me wouldn't bother me at all because I already know who I actually love and who I only say I love because I don't want to go through the explanation to people. Do you love this guy? Yeah, sure. OK, let me tell you the truth. I just know him for a long period of time and I have no desire to hit him with a heavy object in the back of the head when he's not when he's not looking. That's about it. Do I love the guy? Hell no. I tolerate the bastard. He's around a lot and he's genuinely pleasant for the most part. And I'm, when I say most part, I mean 50.01% because the rest, he's a piece of crap. But 
I can tell you the truth. Do I love the bastard? No. Well, let's put your hand on this love detection scanner and let's measure. Here it is. Zzz, damn, you really don't love the bastard. It's 0.011%. Exactly. I just told you that crap. Wouldn't that be cool, huh? To find out who loves you and who doesn't and who you love and who you don't. I would love it if that was the truth. There was a program that did that. Oh, that would be so cool. It's a problem, though. Spouses would want to scan each other. And that could either be awesome or it could be really bad. Say from the guy's perspective, you meet a lady and she's the coolest woman in the world. She's fun to be with. She's cool. She's smart. She, she, she's supportive. She's awesome. And she looks like a freaking super duper yum, yum, yum to you. And they measure in you. Whoa, 90% because 95% is stalker range. But you're at 90%. You're going and your wife goes, oh, that's awesome. He loves me almost enough to be a stalker. He's the greatest. And he, she gets on the phone with her friends. I don't know how your guys measured up, but my guy loves me 90.1%. Thank you. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Bill, you only love me 82.3%. It's because you won't shut the fuck up. Oh, so I got to shut up. Now let me go scan myself again. Remember it was 84? Zzz, now it's 60. What do you think of that? I really don't care as long as you shut the fuck up. That's exactly what's going to start happening. But if you really think about it, what will happen is it's always going to be uneven. Just like I said in the beginning of this, when people think it's going to be 50-50, very rarely, I think probably 0% of the time or almost 0% of the times, even if happy couples, if you scan, one of them is going to love the other one a little bit more. You'll probably see a 10-point spread or a 5-point spread, even a 15-point spread, whatever it is. But one is going to love the other one more. Say for the sake of argument, I'm married to a woman and I think she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And when I scan zzz, my my love scan for her is at 90 and she scans zzz, and her love scan for me is at 85 or 80. Guess what? I still don't care as long as it's a B. I'll take a B. You take a B on a test. Now, the ideal situation where I would scan and it would go to 90 and she would scan and it would go to 90 and we could go off skipping hand in hand into the big into the rose petals. And then we can say, you know what? Unlike everyone else in the history of the world whose relationship isn't 50 50. Ours is 50 50. In fact, it's even better. It's 90 90. <laughs> but that's never going to happen. You sick bastards. Never. You're going to scan and one of you is going to be a lot lower than the other one. You better hope it's not too low. You better hope it's not too low because if it's too low, somebody's going to be pissed the hell off. Imagine you scan at 90 and your woman scans and she scans at 40 for you. And you're going to hold it a second. I scanned at 90 out of 100 for you and you scanned at 40 for me. Shit, remember that time you were leaning on the scan device by accident and the dog walked by and you scanned for 46 for the damn dog. You love the dog six points more than you love me. How the hell is that happening? Well, at least the dog has a job. I had a job up until six months ago. Damn it. Really think about it. The dog actually cost us money. Scan would be six points below the dog. That's bullshit. And I was even more angry when you accidentally put your hand on the scanner and your favorite soap opera come on and that you scanned at ninety four percent for that. So I'm wait damn soap opera. You love the dog and the soap opera more than me. I was pissed off and I went over to the TV screen and turned off the damn soap opera because I was jealous. 
damn soap opera scans at 94% not scanned at 40 the damn dog scans at 46 I felt like a fool I felt even worse when I handed you your cup of coffee and the damn cup of coffee scanned at 85 I'm going what is this bullshit the damn soap opera blows me out of the water I'm losing to the dog in a close race and that damn cold cup of coffee that I forgot to heat up actually beats my ass on the love scale you make me sick I don't know if I want to be in this relationship. And I went over to grab the scanner and your hand came off and my hand touched the scanner by accident. And your sister walked in the room with that tight sweater and it went to 700 and then you stabbed me. Okay, none of that is true. That's all weird. But you know what I'm saying. (laughs) But I would really be weird because a lot of times we always say that we love somebody or somebody's the greatest thing in the world. Oh, this person's awesome. Oh, they're great. And you don't love those bastards at all. It's all obligation. Think about it closely. How many of your relatives do you actually like? You don't have that brother that always calls you up and all he ever wants to do is borrow $20 and you realize he's been borrowing $20 for so many years that he now owes you the he now owes you the equivalent of a scholarship fund for a smart kid. And you're going, you owe me certain X thousands of dollars, you piece of crap. Your Chinese water tortured me to death via my wallet. You don't love that bastard. You know what you should do? Whenever somebody calls on the phone and you check the caller ID, you should you should have one of those hand mirrors. And before you answer the phone, freeze the first expression that comes on your face. Whip that hand mirror up and look at it and see what the look is on your face. That's the best way now because we don't have the love technology yet. That's the best indication now of how you feel about the person. Right. If your kid calls you on your cell phone, you smile a little bit. You pick up. the Oh, that's my baby girl calling me. She wants to say hello to daddy. Oh, that's my little boy. My little man calling up to say hello to daddy. You got a little smile on your face. That's my baby. I changed the diapers. and Now you give them the hug and they give them the bath. And now they're calling. They probably painted something or they probably made a nice little painting. and they want to call and say they love daddy or something like that. And it's all oh, that's good. And you smile and they pick up. The phone. Hi, daddy. I just want to say I love you. Oh, I love you, too, girl. Hey, dad. I just want to say I love you. Oh, I love you, too, son. And I'll see you guys when I get home. I love both of you. You know, when I get home, I'm going to take you guys to the ice cream shop and we're going to get some ice cream and we're going to have a great time. And then we're going to go outside and throw the Frisbee around me, you and mommy. We're going to have a great time. with And it's the greatest thing in the world. Why? Because you actually love your babies. Yes, you do. Right. Your best friend calls up and you pick up the man. You got the little smirk on your face. You're going, hey, what's going on, man? Huh? That team that I like that you don't like beat your team and your team lost to my team. And then you break each other's stones. You're having a great time. You're talking about the next time you're going to hang out. You're talking about the next time you're going to go and have a boys night out. You're talking about the next time you're going to start smoking a cigar and talking about women's body parts in a way that you would never do it if your wife was there. Even though you're never actually going to cheat, you're going to do the guy stuff. Look at those things. Look at that stuff back there and if she would and the glue thing thing but my wife's man and look at those things i like to squeeze them things but i'm a married man i wouldn't actually squeeze those things but my fantasy i want to squeeze them things and put some whipped cream on them things and touch them things all that stuff back there and then yeah girl girl 
I mean, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything, but she looked around. I, I, I should have kept that thought in my mind. No, it's cool. I'm married. I'm married. I'm married. I'm married. You can keep going. And then she walks up and going, oh, man, oh, man, if I wasn't married, look at them. Look at them. The back meat on that, the, t- the chest meat and the back meat. And I'd like to grab her back meat and chest meat and squeeze on the chest meat and back meat and slurp the back meat and the chest meat and do all that. And you're laughing and joking and talking about all the good stuff, all the fun stuff. You got a smile on your face because your friend called and you love your friend. Your friend's fun. He's been your friend since you were 15 years old or he's been your friend since college or he's a new friend that is just very very cool and you love this guy and you love your kids your wife calls and it's even better you really have a smile on your face for your wife why because she's the best thing that ever happened to you she's the reason you have those two beautiful intelligent wonderful children who are sometimes pains in the ass but all kids are pains in the ass also she's the one that you do She's the one you do that with and she's gorgeous and you love hugging her and you just want to hug her and you want to smell her hair and you want to put her, you want to hug her up and you want to put you and slide your hand down her back and rub on that sweet back meat down there. And then you, oh, you want to sneak up behind her because it's her turn to cook and you put your hands on your waist and you run your hands up the stomach and you squeeze on them delicious chest yummies. Yeah, I said chest yummies. That's what I call them. Deal with it, punks. And she, she goes, tee hee hee hee. And you go as soon as the kids go to sleep. And you think you tee hee hee and now that's what you're thinking about when you talk about your wife. She's the best thing in the world. And once again, not only is she the person you chose to spend your life with, she's, you're not stuck with her like you are stuck with your relatives. You chose to spend your life with her because you got an opportunity to date her and investigate her personality and investigate the kind of person she is. And you liked her so much you passed all of those tests. And with those tests being passed, you chose to spend your life with this woman. And you also not to be a pig. You love all that sweet back meat down there and them chest yummies. And you're going, I know I need to have access to all that sweet back meat back there and those chest yummies up top for all times. Yes, they're going to sag, but my stuff is going to sag too. And I don't care. Even when they sag, I still want to squeeze on them. And also, she's cool. She's smart. She's fun to be with. We can build a life together. She's the best thing in the world. And I am now smiling in this mirror because I'm thinking about her. And she's awesome. Oh, yeah. But then, like I said, a relative calls. You know which one I'm talking about. The one that always needs bail money. The one that always wants to borrow $500. The one that you lent your car to that time you came back. And not only was there no gas in the car, there was no gas tank because he took it off and sold it for scrap. Didn't think you'd notice. But you did notice because you turned the car over and there was nothing going on. And you looked under the car and you realized, hey, my gas tank is gone. What the hell happened to it? Or he rips your house off. Or... You know, let's be honest, there's a myriad of things that the bad relative or the bad friend that you have to get rid of does. And you know, when that jackass calls, you don't want to pick up the phone, but you always do. You don't want to pick up the phone because, you know, he did something dumb and he's going to want you to bail his punk ass out. He's done so many things that if you put your hand on the love scanner, it would actually start to burn because it would overheat because the love scanner is now starting to become a hate scanner. And you see a negative 80. 80 would be great on the positive side. That's how much you love your relatives who are cool. 90 because you love your woman and she's cool and she gets naked with you and you 
your kids 90 because they're your kids and then the result of you get naked with that delicious woman you're married to you know what i'm talking about but this bass is at a negative 80 and now all of a sudden the love scanner says get your hand off me because i don't even i'm a i'm sentient now just long enough to say i too hate that bastard and you take your hand off the machine and you're going i don't even want to answer the phone i hate this bastard i don't want to talk to this bastard i know this bastard did something dumb and he's calling just to make me because i'm the one in the family that's the most stable i'm the one in the family that's the least nuts i'm the one in the family that everybody comes to to clean up their mess and i don't even want to pick up the phone and talk to this bastard but i'm curious because he's the kind of these these guys in the family they tend to do the same type of thing you know that one family member that f's it up all the time that maybe goes to jail or if they don't go to jail they're always in a fight they're always asking for money it's always something slightly different you don't want to talk to the best because you know you're going to get angry you know he's a he or she has eroded all the love that you have for them but you feel an obligation because they have the same last name or he did have the same last name or you grew up with them. Like I said, they're a relative and you feel obliged. Somehow there's still a shred of something in you that wants to protect this piece of crap. So you put your hand on your phone and you're about to press the ex the accept button. And it just keeps ringing and you're hoping beyond. I hope you're hoping I'm telling I'm delaying taking this phone up to my ear. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to turn my Bluetooth on. I'm going to delay this process as long as possible. Hopefully he'll just leave a message and then I can act like I didn't see the message. Hopefully he just gives up and sends a text so I can act like I didn't see the text. I don't want to answer this phone, but I'm curious. I know he effed up. I just I just want to find out how because it's always something different. And then you answer the phone because he won't stop ringing. And then he goes to this whole bull crap story. You know it's going to be a 22-minute story. And the only thing that's actually relevant to his story is the last two minutes. Because after all of the, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Small talk that means nothing. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> crap. <laughs> Stuff that means nothing. <laughs> how's everybody doing? <laughs> 18 minutes. <laughs> 19 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes here's where i fucked up dude i need and then he goes to what he needs you to do for him with his stupid punk ass and you were right he effed up in a different way this time but he always comes to you and he tells you what he did or what he needs you to do and you look at the love scanner and it was already at negative 80 when you touched it just looking at his or her name and the caller id and then you go to put your after he tells you what you do when the phone call is over you go to put your hand on the scanner well at least you try to put your hand on the scanner and something weird happens you ever seen that commercial it was a commercial that was out a little while ago about uh, spaghetti sauce. No, it was about uh, not spaghetti sauce. It was about um, like you know the 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 the, the uh, dip that you put your chip in, you know. And in the and in the commercial, they what they were saying was even our even chips know they only want to be in the best dipping sauce. So when the commercial when the person dipped the chip in the the sauce that they were trying to sell in that particular commercial, there was no problem. He just dipped the chip in the person ate. But when the person used a quote un inferior sauce unquote, the chip would contort itself not to be placed into that dipping sauce. Well, 
after a phone call like that and after the fact that it was a negative 80 and the computer actually became sentient and said to you even i hate the bastard and then when it went back to being an inanimate just a regular object you go to put your hand on the love scanner and the love scanner just moves around the desk so you can't put your hand on it because it's like it was already at negative 80 you bastard now that we actually know what this asshole wanted i'm afraid if you touch me the whole computer will blow up so maybe, just maybe, having a scanner that tells you how much you love somebody or don't love them is not such a good idea. Maybe we should just leave it to human beings. You know, like when you watch football and they always have the thing where they go, and we're now going to, we're now going to watch this videotape to decide whether or not this team scores. And you're watching it at home and it's obvious the dude scored. But they called it on the field. He was stopped at the one yard line and you're going, yeah, uh, his entire body was in the end zone and he never touched the ground. After further review, we do not want to make ourselves look like douchebags. So we're going to let this bullshit call stand because you, there's really nothing you assholes can do about it. Ahaha, uh, ha, the team that should have won just lost and we're still going to get paid. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I think I guess it might be a better thing to not even have a scanner like that because if it ever did, if that ever happened, it would take a while for us to realize that the love scanner would maybe in this particular scenario would go down to a lower number because maybe there's something in your mind where you're mad at your spouse. Maybe your spouse did something stupid. They did something really dumb, but they don't know what they did. And you put your hand on that scanner and they're going, oh, how come it's only 70, huh? And you don't want to say it's 70 because you just told me your evil ass mother is coming over again, which means she's going to come over now and Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I have to deal with that evil soul crushing witch and extra time. I've already taught myself to tolerate that evil soul crushing witch. Two times a year, but now you're asking for a third time a year. Even steel has a point where it breaks. And if you keep the amount of weight on the steel below the amount of, of weight it can tolerate, you'll never have a problem. But if you go beyond the maximum capacity for the steel, it'll break. And you can't go, hey, why did that steel break? The steel's not going to go, you put too much weight on me. Well, it's just like your mom. I'm made of steel and I can structurally handle your evil soul crushing mother two times a year. But the third time a year, I'm going to break. And that's why when I put my hand on the scanner, it went down to 40. Maybe it's something even smaller than that. Maybe your wife went into the bathroom and left the not pleasant scent in the bathroom and she didn't warn you. You might not want to go in there. You might want to use the other bathroom and you walk in there and you're like, oh, God, oh, ha, ha. how does a beautiful woman do this to a room? Oh, God, ha, ha, ha. I would actually give up missile secrets if somebody locked me in here. <laughs> and you run out and you're looking at it like you could have told me. Now I got to change my clothes. I was only in there for for. 32 seconds and now i gotta change my clothes you should have warned me and you put your hand on the love scanner and it's down to negative six and she wonders why so maybe it's a good idea we just leave it up to human beings and not fantasize like i am about a machine that will let us know exactly how we feel about people maybe we should just not know sometimes it's better i guess 
to just not know something. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Let me know. I was I'm just I'm just thinking out loud, people. So you let me know what you think about that, you bastards. And with that, my friends, <laughs> segment over. Folks, do you know what approval eyes are? Approval eyes. That's when you use your eyes to see whether or not the person that's in power or the person you didn't know was there or the person you don't want to get in trouble with is giving you approval to do the things you're doing and you're looking at them with your eyes and you're hoping that by looking at them with the I need approval eyes that they will give you approval for what you do and kids are notorious for that. You know, I had my 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 baby niece was with me for a little while and I said, "Hey, she's two." I said, "Don't touch that." And she didn't touch that because I was standing there. And then I watched her. She's on the table. She's on she's standing on the chair and what I didn't want her to touch was in the middle of the table. And she's looking at me, staring right at me and moving her hand slowly across the table toward the object I didn't want her to touch. And she's got this look on her face like, "Well, hmm, well, I'm getting closer. Well, hmm, he didn't say anything yet. You're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. You're not saying anything." And right about the time she was about to touch it, I said, "I said no." And then she slowly moved her hand back she goes i guess he means no all right all right then she she eased off the table and walked back around to the television but the whole time uh, she was looking for approval sometimes you'll tell a kid don't touch that but what happens is you didn't want them to touch that that moment because maybe it was too hot so they you don't know no no not yet you don't want them to eat the soup yet because the soup's too hot and they move their hands closer and they're looking at you and they're moving their hands closer and they get real close they pick up the spoon and they start heading for the bowl they start heading for the bowl and in your mind you're going oh well it's been a certain amount of time the soup is obviously cool enough for them to eat and you don't say anything and they put the spoon in the soup and they bring the soup up to their mouth and they start eating it and your eyes go go right ahead and they're going I have approval. Well, it's not just kids, people. It's not just kids that have the eyes looking for approval, that have those approval needing eyes. No, it's not just kids. It's adults, too. As grown-ups, we also use approval eyes on a regular basis. You know you do. Are you married? Then you damn sure use approval eyes, especially if you're a dude. You had those eyes where you're looking for approval. You don't even have to be married to have those eyes looking for the approval. You just have to be a guy who's with a woman you're interested in. That's all you got to be. You've been on dates before. You're on a date with a woman you think is awesome or, you know, and you're with her. And you know that on the first date or in the early part of the relationships, you know there are only acceptable parts of the body that you can touch on that woman without getting in any trouble. You know you can touch her elbow. You know you can lightly tap her hand if she says something funny. You know you can tap her on the right on the right on the tricep if she said something funny. You know you can put your hand in the middle of her upper back with three fingers 
fingers, not four fingers because she'll shoot you, but three fingers when she walks through the door. It looks like you got your whole hand there, but it's really just the three fingers up in the middle of her back as you walk through the door. You're basically telling all the other guys, back off, jackasses. I, we're investigating each other to find out whether or not we're going to be dating and you need to back off, losers. Also, it's a way of saying I care for you and there's a slight hint of protection in that touch. You can do those things. But there is a point in her mind where she is now saying, I have now opened up some new seats to the concert. You had the nosebleed seats and touching a woman's elbow when she's gorgeous and delicious and you're on a date with her. Touching her elbow is the nosebleed seats. You can kind of hear the music. You, you can kind of see that that's Prince down there. You can't. You love this concert. You just the only concert you're interested in all year. I just want to see Prince. But these are the nosebleed seats. I Purple rain, purple rain. Oh, I can hear the song, but I think that's Prince down there, but I can't really see him. And that's what it is. When you get to touch your woman's elbow, you get to put the three fingers on the on the back up high. You Maybe you get to touch her tricep or tap her arm or tap the back of her hand at the table when she says something interesting. That's all you get. And even then, you're looking at her face the whole time to see whether or not there's a micro ex expression on her face that says you are not approved. You ever try to ever go to a concert? Not a Prince concert because there would be no empty seats. But you ever go to a sporting event? And the team is, you know, for some reason, maybe it's one of those daytime games. And even if it's a great team, there's a lot of tickets sold, but not that many people there. Or there's a section of seats that nobody's going to. And you try to ease down to those seats. You're going, nobody's in those seats. I mean, I'm already in the ballpark. What are they going to do? Throw me out? And you slide on down there to try to get into those seats. The same way you're with the woman and you got your hand in the middle of her back and you and maybe you touch the small of her back when she's going into the place and she has not opened up those seats for you yet. And the guy goes, hey, hey those seats are reserved. But there's nobody sitting here. It doesn't matter if no one's sitting there. You didn't pay for those seats. Either get back up to where your seats are or get out of the building. Now, the woman's not going to say that to you but what she'll do she'll walk a little faster and to move herself away from the fact that you touched a part of her her lower back not the buttocks but above, right above the buttocks but above, you know those seats have not been open you're invited to the concert meaning getting to hang out with her you're invited to the concert you're welcome to be there getting to hang out with her but she did not open up those seats for you yet no but there's a time when she go, well, even whether you're both aware of it, whether you were going out for maybe, maybe it's even later on that night. Maybe all of a sudden the radio station goes, hey, even though the concert was sold out, we have some tickets available. Yeah. And she opens up some tickets. And this time you touch her lower back, not the buttocks, not the delicious buttocks, but above the delicious buttocks, the small of her back. And you touch her back and you're looking and you didn't realize you were doing it. You look at her for the approval eyes and she does not walk faster. Oh, yeah. She doesn't walk faster this time. She doesn't even mind it. Oh, no. In fact, she turns around to you and bumps into you where she where her chest yummies bump against your chest because she's whispering something in your ear she knows her chest yummies bumped into you she knows that you can't touch them yet you don't have permission you can't get to the front row seats yet those seats are actually occupied those seats are not available to you but 
They did open up some seats and you get to move a little closer to the stage. Now you can see Prince and you can hear the music. Oh, yeah. But you still have to have those approval eyes. You got to be looking at her face to decide. She'll let you know what her face or her body, the way she contorts her body to get away from your hand, whether or not she wants you touching. Because she has the right to say that to you. She has the right to decide where you get to touch. It's her body, you bastard. They have the right to decide where they want you to sit in a concert based on whether or not you have permission to be there. They have the right, my friends. And your approval eyes are always looking. Maybe you're having a great time out with the lady and she's standing close to you. She No, she's standing close to you because the concert's full or, or, or because the club is full or because it's cold outside. Maybe she's standing close to you. She doesn't mean she wants you to put your hands on her delicious buttocks. No, you have not had front row access yet. You haven't earned that yet. Oh, no. But there are some new seats open up. Now she kissed you on the cheek. Oh, yeah. And then you kiss her on the cheek too. But you know not to go for the full front of the kiss. You're not home yet. You haven't gotten home yet. You haven't brought her home and had a whole several hours worth of greatness on the date. You don't have the balls and you shouldn't have the balls to kiss her on the mouth. You don't know that yet. But she kissed you on the cheek so you can kiss her on the cheek. But when you went to kiss her on the cheek, she moved a little bit and you actually caught a little bit of her mouth, that little corner. You didn't you were going for the cheek. You were a gentleman, but she turned her head a little bit for some other reason, not having anything to do with you. And you caught a little corner, the corner of her mouth and your mouth. You know, that little area where the crust is, you know, that little crust pocket on the side of her mouth. And she actually has a little crust there. But you don't mind because I'll take the crust if I can get just a little bit of the back of that lip. And you go on there. Yeah, I got a little bit of that crust in my mouth but I don't care cause the crust is part of her and I like it and she doesn't turn away she doesn't move away from you she kinda dug it a little bit oh yeah some other seats have opened up and you get to little, move a little closer to the stage and you're having a great time during the evening and now she's holding your hand and now she's hugging you and now as a joke she swats you on the buttocks now you were able to reciprocate the kiss on the cheek but you know you don't want to do the pat on the buttocks it's a little bit different that's like jumping on the stage hey I'm up on stage with Prince and if you do that you're going to get tackled get your ass whipped and all of a sudden you don't get to hear the concert anymore you might even be banned from all future concerts in fact I'm sure you will be banned from all future concerts concerts you don't want to do that oh no but then the evening goes along and now she actually gives you the kiss you get the kiss to get mad and you go now i'm getting the kiss the front of her lips even though i didn't know what was going to happen now i can kiss her on the mouth just a little kiss you don't want to be trying to you want to be too forward you begin and you get that's right the goodness of the you kiss her enough times and now you both look like you're wearing lipstick yeah that's right now you move a little closer to the stage and now prince actually points to you while he's singing a song he ah. That's right, that's the sound he makes. If you like good music, you know that. But then the one then she tells you something important about herself and now she's looking at you with approval eyes. You've been looking at approval eyes because you want to touch her someplace and kiss on her, and now she's looking at you with approval eyes as she tells you something important about herself and she's looking at you trying to find out how you feel about it. And she's thinking it's something horrible, but you're going, I've done 50,000 times things worse than that. Of course, I ain't telling you about it. So you're looking at her like, hey, it's not a big deal. And she smiles. Yes. 
And now you're walking down the beach. And you got your hand on the small of her back. And she reaches behind, grabs your hands. And she puts your hands on her delicious buttocks. And you begin kissing her. Oh, yes. Now you're directly in front of the stage. Oh, yeah. And the next thing you know, you go, I'm going to take a shot. And I'm looking right at her face. She's smiling. And you slide your hands up and you grab a handful of her chest yummies. And she's into it. Oh, yeah. And then she says, where do you live? Do you live close by? And you're going, yeah, I don't live that far away. And she says, oh, that's a nice area. What's your house like? And you describe house. Oh, I'd love to see that. And you said, would you like to see it right now? And she says, Yes, I would. Oh, yeah. So you take her back to her house. <laughs> you close the door behind you. You pick her up. You carry her upstairs. <laughs> now you're on stage with Prince. He's playing an encore. And he turns the mic towards you. And he goes, would you like to sing with me? And you go, you're damn right, brother. You're damn right. And you begin singing one of his songs with him. He's having a great time. He walks away. He's jamming on the guitar and you're singing and the crowd's loving it because they think it's cute. And that's the same as taking her upstairs <laughs> and giving her your extra time and your kiss. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it all stems from being able to read approvalize. You use the your approvalize to find get permission to go upstairs to move up and up and up and closer in the concert. You use your approvalize to get on the stage. You use your approvalize and she used her approvalize to decide whether or not you were a great guy and to find out about you approvalize. That's one of those situations where having approvalize and using your approvalize is a good thing and it leads to good things. But sometimes people abuse approval eyes. Right? As adults, not kids, kids are just being kids. But as adults, people abuse approval eyes. They shouldn't abuse approval eyes, but they do. I'm going into this store. It's a corner store. It's a Dominican store. And in many cases, I don't know whether or not it's an insult. People call the stores poppy stores because uh, they're Dominican stores or Cubans, usually Dominicans or, or Puerto Rican stores, stores of people, the family that works in is Puerto Rican or Dominican. And these people happen to be because uh, because the guys are going there all the time. And the guy that I uh, I would always make the sandwiches for me, we became really cool. And he's, he went back to uh, where did he? Oh, he said Dominican. He goes, I'm going back to the Dominican, man. I said, oh, man. I said, cool, man. I walked around, shook his hand, hugged him. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm probably never going to see you again. I said, look, man, you know, you were cool people. I, you know, I, I really enjoyed your company. We had conversations. You know, you know, we you weren't just like you weren't just the guy that made the best sandwiches. We were cool. You know, we stood out front, had, you know, 20 minute, 30 minute conversations. We high fived each other. And I know all your kids names and all of that kind of stuff. We're cool. You know, I said, I'm going to miss you. You know, and I, I said, I'm, I'm glad you were here. You know, I'm sorry things didn't work out the way that you wanted them to. But. You know, I hope that when you go back, that you know where you you know you know to the to the Dominican Republic, that everything works out for you. I hope you find out what you want. We high five, we hugged, and the next day I came back, he was gone. So I was in that store a lot. So another member of the family takes over, and he's a younger guy, and he was pleasant enough. He was a cool dude. He was one of those guys that, you know, he was he was young. So he you know so he was young. He was born here, and so you know he was he he was. 
like the guy that left that I was just talking about, you know, he always wore like like he always had the nice little thing or had the nice clothes on. He was always you know, he was one of those guys that liked to be, be dressed up no matter what he did when he went to work. This guy was like all hip hopped out, like like I was when I was his age with the hat backwards. He got the tattoos. I don't have any tattoos, but he had that tattoos. You know, he talked with the slang and the lingo and all of that. He's you know he's got the hand most you know what I mean, yeah, nah, nah, nah. all of that. Like I but like like I well actually I never did that, but I was I was a little of that when I was younger. So he was cool, I and mean, we were cool. He was you know he's like he was you know like a nephew, not to me emotionally like a nephew, but he was like my nephew's age, a little older maybe. So I was used to young guys doing that. No big deal. So one day I walk into the store and he's there's no one in the store and he's not at the counter. So I'm like, I'm not going to rush to do it. I'm not in a big hurry. You know, game don't start for another 40 minutes. So I just want to sew it on the sandwich and some chips. So it's not a big deal. Let him finish what he's doing. So he's back there and he's behind the counter doing something. And he's he's dropping end bombs left and right. Nigga, 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 Come on, nigga, 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 I was in there going, he's like, what the hell? And, and it was obvious he wasn't talking to a black guy. He was talking to an, uh, somebody in his family that was in the Dominican Republic. And they were both hip-hopping it out. He turns on the speakerphone and it's like, Spanish, 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 nigga, Spanish, Spanish, nigga, 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 Spanish, 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 nigga, nigga, nigga. You know, they were speaking in Spanish. And then he walks up and he sees me standing there. Now, I don't have an expression on my face because, quite frankly, I just want my damn soda and my sandwich and my chips so I can go watch the freaking game. So I really didn't give a crap. The hell do I come and do? Jump over the counter and kick his ass for that? So he's like, and he's looking at me. And there's a look on his face as if he's like, did he hear me say nigger? And he forgot to turn the speakerphone off. So his relatives like, nigga, nigga, nigga. And he sees, he sees, and now it's obvious I heard that, and it's obvious he knows that I heard him say it. So he, instead of just, he didn't want to give up on it. He just kind of looked at me with these approval eyes. He locked in on me with the approval eyes, and he walks up to the front counter, and then he's kind of looking away, and he still forgot to turn off the speaker. <laughs> so the guy's like Spanish, 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 nigga, 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 and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. he turns off the speakerphone and he picks up. But he noticed that I didn't react when I heard the N word the second, third, fourth, and twentieth time in that conversation from the other person. So now he's locking in on me with the approval eyes, trying to get approval. And he's talking to me and he goes, "Hold on, man, I'll be with you in a minute, okay? All right, hold on, nigga, I'll be with you in a minute." That's what he said to the guy on the phone. Then he looks over at me. Waiting for a reaction. He's got the approval eyes on me. And I didn't react to it. And then he starts, he sprinkles a couple of more in there. Yeah, come on, man. You Come on, nigga. You crazy. You, I got a customer here, nigga. Hold on. And he's looking at me with the approval eyes. Waiting. I, I don't know what he's expecting from me. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Wait a second. I just noticed, you bastard, that you said the N-word. I am outraged and I will never come to the store again. Or... What did you just say? And then I dive over the counter and rear naked choke his ass. But he says it one more time. And I said, I said hold on, hold on. I said, you want me to come back? Cause I just want to get a sandwich, man. And he goes, okay. And he has a little smile on his face as he goes to make the sandwich. You know, you're a really good guy, sir. Um, What do you want? I said, I just want I want turkey. I want potato bread, turkey, pepper jack cheese, lettuce. You know, everything... No hot, no salt. Put some sweet peppers on there. A little bit of mayo, a little bit of spicy mustard. Um, if you cut it in half for me, please. Okay, sir. And he's looking at me the whole time. And he's, I don't know, he's, he's waiting for some kind of expression. 
I really literally just don't care. I just assumed that this, you know, once I heard it the first time, you know, because sometimes, sometimes you read people and you get the distinct feeling that, uh, and I don't know how other ethnicities feel about it, but sometimes as a black guy, when you go certain places, you get the distinct feeling that some people just accept you as a human being. And some people, you know, in your heart, in your mind, you're thinking, you look at a person, you're going, I guarantee you this person, if he ever referenced me when I wasn't around, would use the N-word. I guarantee it. Because this kid was the kind of kid, and I call it someone that young a kid, that would date a black woman, jump on top of a black woman, but would not, under any circumstances, want his cute sister to date a black guy. Wouldn't like it. Don't mind saying nigga, 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 nigga on the phone. Don't mind jumping on top of a black woman. But if a black guy wanted to date his sister, he wouldn't like it. Now, he's not the kind of guy that would try to kick the guy's ass. He would actually be pleasant to the guy, but in the back of his mind, God damn it, why, why? And the only thing that would calm him down would be if he had the, the, his sister married the dude and they had a kid and he's like, oh, well, I'm used to it now. So, But he would still not like other ones, but would know not to say anything. That's what I'm talking about. So he's looking at me with those waiting for approval. I never gave him approval. I just wanted my sandwich. And I got my sandwich. And I was about to leave. And he's nigga, nigga, nigga. And if I said, and I turn back around, I'm going, dude, you were staring at me the whole time when you were saying that. I know you were expecting me to react to it. I'm not going to react to it because, quite frankly, I don't really care. But you got to understand the power of the word you're using. You were staring at me looking for approval. No, I wasn't trying to look for approval. I just, I just wanted to, I mean, I mean, we, this is my boy, my, my Nick, uh, my friend on the phone. You know, we just talk like that. I said, I said, I really don't care. I'm just saying, as an older guy to a younger guy, all I'm saying is you have to be careful with the words you use. I don't give a shit. But there's going to be someone that walks in here that hears that and they're going to reach across that counter and they're going to drop kick your ass right through that wall. I just want you to be aware of that because you because you were so busy throwing that word around and you were looking at me with those eyes waiting for me to give you approval or to smile or something or to throw it back at you. But I'm just saying. Be careful. You probably shouldn't be using the word anyway because I tend not to. You know, I don't you know, I'm sure there's a word that was used towards what, you know, to towards Dominicans that you don't like. And what if somebody was, you know, you go to a store and they started using that word and flinging it around, it would probably bother you. Be careful. You know, you were looking at me, you were looking at me trying, I guess, trying to get approval from this black guy for you to say that. Well, I'm telling you right now, I don't. So do me a favor. Make sure you never refer to me that way or let it slip out of your mouth towards me that way. I'll let you say whatever you want. It's a free country. You can say whatever you want. But I, but I'm probably going to come in here a lot less if or maybe not come back in at all. And like I said, you better never reference me that way. Just letting you know. Oh, I'm sorry. So I didn't mean. I said, I, said, I, said you don't, I don't need an apology. Apologies don't mean anything to me. The only thing that actually means something to me as a human being is a change in behavior. Say what you want at home. But you're in a neighborhood that's 70 percent black. And I know some of the young kids aren't going to care that you say that. But some are. And you shouldn't want to say that in the first place. You know, if you're going to adopt different cultures, Adopt the good stuff. Don't adopt the ridiculous stuff. You know, if I went to the Dominican Republic and I started doing some stuff that was insulting, you wouldn't like it. I would never do that, but you wouldn't like it if it actually happened. Also, these are some good ass sandwiches, and I would like to keep coming in here without having to hear that crap. Okay, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. You know, uh, I said, so we're good. Like I said, we'll see how we'll see what happens from there. 
And then I left. <laughs> but the whole time he's throwing these N bombs onto the phone, he's looking at me with his approval eyes. Is this black guy gonna get mad at me for saying the N word? So he was he was abusing approval eyes. He knew what he was doing was stupid. He knew what he was doing was technically wrong, especially if you're in that neighborhood. But he was staring at me the whole time, begging. I mean, it was like it was like it was like he was in a in a in a in a boat. It was like he was sinking. It was like his life preserver was getting flat, and he saw my boat, my yacht, come by, and he was like, "Can I get on the boat, please?" And I said, "You can get on the boat. Come on, you get on the boat." But if you get on the yacht. You got to realize there are rules on this yacht. There's certain things you can't do on this yacht. I'm happy to help you out, but there's certain things. This is my yacht, and there's certain things you can't do. You can't do them, you bastard. So I went back to the store a few days later, get another sandwich. And once again, there was nobody in at that time, and he was on the phone with his friend, and he didn't say it one time. And then he walked around and he looked at me like, because he wasn't sure whether he had said it. Maybe he said it and I just didn't hear. Maybe he said it, but I didn't hear it. But he remembered me and he knew that he better not say that shit again. And I got another good ass sandwich. You know, I liked his approval eyes better when he was making the sandwiches. He was putting the stuff on. He was looking at me like, oh, this is going to be a good ass sandwich. And I gave him approval eyes for that. I looked at it and I saw, saw, him, saw him throw another extra slice of pepper jack cheese that he didn't charge me for. And I'm looking at him and going, that's what I'm talking about. If you throw another slice on there, if you throw a third extra slice of pepper jack cheese on that sandwich, you can say nigga four times. You get to say nigga four times this month for one extra slice of cheese. But apparently... He didn't want to say naked four times, so he just gave me the two slices. Cheap bastard. <laughs> Segment over. Folks, you know what's amazing is, and I want to talk to you about this really quick, is how greed, how we get greedy with things, and sometimes we just don't know when to shut up. Sometimes we get a little full of ourselves and keep going when we should just stop. I had a friend of mine really try to give his woman a compliment and he messed it up badly. How did he mess it up? He messed it up by being greedy. Right? You'll see that all the time. You'll see it in football games all the time. A team has a, is up by about four points. About, about up by five points with a little bit of time left on the clock and instead of just methodically working down the field kicking a field goal and making the team have to do so much to catch up they go they get greedy they throw the bomb down the field the other team picks it off returns it for a touchdown and they wind up losing they got greedy they, they they had it in hand everything was going their way all they had to do was keep doing what they were doing and they would have won the game that happens all the time in every sport people get greedy criminals get greedy too you ever see somebody and you find out when they got arrested that they actually when they got arrested they had already stolen 50 million dollars they stole a little bit from everybody nobody even knew they were stealing they could have just stopped at that point had the 50 million dollars in the bank nobody got hurt nobody would have known about it now i don't think anybody should steal anything but if you did steal something and it doesn't hurt a bunch of people stop being greedy you see these with these drug kingpins. If you already got up 50, 100, 500, 600, a million, a billion in the bank, why are you still selling drugs? You've already won. You, now, you won on the backs of innocent people being murdered by your product, you piece of shit, but you won. Bernie Madoff got greedy. 
He should have just stole a little bit from everybody and then he would have been fine. Nobody would have known anything. He should have just stolen a little bit from a whole bunch of people. He still would have been rich, but he got greedy. And greedy, you get greedy sometimes in your personal life too. When you give your woman a compliment, when you talk to your woman, you got to know when to shut up. If you do something that your woman likes and makes her happy, you got to know when to just stop and let it sit, let it percolate, let her enjoy the goodness of what you just did. Don't get greedy. Some guys will give a woman a compliment and don't know when to shut up. I told a friend of mine about a girl I was with. She was at my place and she was just, she was one of those girls that actually sleeps pretty. You ever seen a woman and when you, she sleeps pretty, you get it on with her all night long? Because I can because <laughs> I'm as Anthony. And you wake up the next day, she's naked in the bed and you get out because you got to leave or something. You know, she, you love her enough, or trust her enough to let her stay at your house even when you're not there. You gave her a key or some crap like that and she's sleeping in the bed and she's not wearing anything because you got it on with her all night because I can because I'm as Anthony. <laughs> That's the truth. And she's laying there looking all good and everything. And I remember looking at her going, good gosh, she's even pretty sleeping. I mean, I know my man, I've been with her for a while, but normally I just get it on, but then I just run out of the house to go to work or whatever, or whatever I got to do. But I just, I just noticed that she was, so I wrote a love note and I put it on the TV or the, or the back of the door. I forgot where I put it, but I put it where she, or the mayor. I don't know. I put it where I know she would see it. And it said something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was one of those, you know, even I, I was, you know, I'm leaving and you were asleep and I, you'd look so great. I could sit there looking at you for hours or whatever that crap was you say when you're, in, when you're that age, you know, or if you're this age and you have any sense, you know. You know, she's laying there looking great. I walk over there, I give her a kiss on the back, like the upper back. And then give her give her a little peck on the forehead and I was about to leave. And I was like, man, this woman looks great. And I left a love note. Okay, that's kind of what happened. I mean, I, I she was laying there sleeping and, you know, I, I did kiss her on the back and then I did kiss her on the forehead and then I did leave the room. But before I left the room, I, uh, I uh, rolled the covers down and looked at her butt. <clears throat> <laughs> for about 15 minutes and um <clears throat> and then i wrote the love note and i told my friend well i didn't tell my friend that i i looked at her butt for 15 minutes i also didn't say i didn't talk about how i looked at her butt and said yeah i'm glad that's all for me yum 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 because that's exactly what i said and i almost woke up she's going did you just say yum 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 i'm looking at my butt and i went yeah pretty much she goes well you do that all the time anyway and then she goes back to sleep <laughs> Okay, that last part didn't happen, but I did pull the covers down, look at the button, go yum, 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 yum. But I went yum, 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 yum in my head and then wrote the note. And I told him, I said, you know, I just wrote her a love note. Uh, while, I didn't tell her that he, she was naked and I looked at her butt. I just told him that I wrote a love note and I gave him an idea of what it said. He goes, hey, that's a good idea. You mind if I, I said, yeah, I, what the hell do I care what you do? I said, but I said, but why don't you just come up with your own compliments, man? Just, you know, give your woman a compliment. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Just give her a compliment. But he got greedy. He said something beautiful to her. He said to her, he says, you are the most gorgeous thing. This, that, and the cosmos, the world, the stars are as one with your eyes. All of that crap. He said that crap. And she loved it. Now, when I wrote my love note, the woman read that was with at the time, wrote the love note. And when I came back, I came back to my apartment. She was still there and she had all the flowers, the candy, the thing, the thing. And we got it on. 
you know, and I knew that this was an extra getting it on session because we had been together for a while. And I know under normal circumstances, I wouldn't have got it on with her on that particular day because she was doing some work or whatever. But I got an extra get it on session because of my incredible love note. And I'm so glad I thought to write that love note because I got an extra getting it on session and I got it to get it on. And he goes, you got an extra get it on session because of the love note. Oh, crap. So he got greedy and started peppering his woman with compliments. Too many compliments. The compliments got to the point where she didn't even want to hear any of that crap. But he went too far with one of the compliments. He said to her, you know what? You are just you are just so gorgeous. Thank you. I mean, your whole family's gorgeous. Thank you. I mean, I mean, your soul family is so beautiful. It wouldn't even matter which one of your sisters I met first. I mean, had I met either one of your sisters first, I would have married them. I mean, even your mom looks good. I mean, I'm not into older women, but if I was. And he he didn't realize how dumb going that far with the compliment is. Yes, saying her family is beautiful. You can say that, but you can't be talking about it that you would nail her sisters if he if you had met them first. He got greedy. Got greedy with the compliments. And then he got mad at me like I made him stupid. No, dude. I just said give your woman more compliments. I didn't say give her 27 compliments a day. I definitely didn't say put the picture of you on top of her sisters going to pound town or bending over her mom and taking her to hee hee heeville. I didn't say to put that picture in her mind. Now she looks at you like the pig you are. You dumb bastard. You can't blame me. Because he got greedy. Don't get greedy. If you want to give your woman a compliment, make sure it's like a, 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 a make sure it's it's real and authentic and it stops before you say something dumb. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine if I wrote that love note to her and I was like, you look so good and all that kind of stuff. And then I kept talking. You look so good. I mean, I don't want to say anything, but I pulled the covers up and looked at your butt before I left. I looked at your butt for like 10 minutes and thought, yum, 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 yum. She probably would have laughed at that. That would have been too far. She would have might have been a little weird there, but she would have laughed at it because she knows I do stuff like that. She probably, you know, but then I said, going, you know what? I realized now that I mean, when I met your family, I realized your sister, your sister, your four sisters actually have pretty much the same body type. I mean, I'm wondering, I, I, I wonder sometimes, you know, what they, if their butts look as good naked as your butts look. You have any pictures of your sister's butt? No, you would not say that. Why? Because it's disgusting and wrong. And you went too far. Yes, you said it was her family was beautiful, but you went too far. You got greedy. Don't get greedy. If you're going to give your woman a compliment, give her a very concise, specific to her, short compliment. Because she needs to know that you meet it. Don't get greedy that's my lesson for you you bastards that's all i'm saying segment over well folks this has been episode number 181 of the s anthony says podcast starring yours truly s anthony thomas aka king bastard i want to thank you guys for checking out the program uh, do me a favor, my friends. If you if you listen to this program, if you enjoy this program, do me a favor. It only takes a couple of uh, minute or two. Make sure that whatever you're li- listening to this on, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or whatever your podcatcher is, please leave a five star rating and some kind words. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, and I can't imagine that would be the case, um, 
because uh, only people that listen to the show are incredibly good-looking people with great taste. <laughs> That's enough sucking up. Uh, give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever you're listening to me on. To me on, it helps out a lot. It only takes a couple of seconds, and I would really appreciate it. Also, if you're not already following me on Twitter, please please do so. My specific Twitter is at s anthony thomas, and the specific Twitter for the s anthony says podcast is at s anthony says. Go follow those. Also, uh, one last thing. I just want, like I said, I just want to say thank you very much for all the stuff you do. For those of you that don't know what the email address is, because there's always new people coming on, all the old people know what it is. But if you're new, uh, the email address for the show, aka me, is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. So if you had anything you wanted to say, all nice stuff, you bastards. If you have anything you want to say, all nice stuff, bastards, uh, feel free to do so there, okay? Or tweet me. It doesn't really matter. I, I'll read the emails and I also read all the tweets. Thank you for that, okay? One last thing, I want to shout out once again on the outro to the Salty Language Podcast, to Brian and Tony. Thanks for having me on your show. Uh, like I said, uh, you bastards, it should be on, uh, from what I understand, maybe Thursday. But whatever the case, follow me on Twitter and follow the podcast on Twitter, and I will let you know when the episode of the Salty Language Podcast with me will be on. But listen to their show anyway. But once again, listen to it more when I'm on, damn it. <laughs> Much love to everybody out there. Thank you for everything that you guys have done. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. Thank you for making even last week's episode a big smash hit as well. You guys are on a roll, um, and I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you very, very much. I will see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, much love to you. And S. Anthony, out.